All right, welcome guys. This is Daniel speaking, talking about the same topic that Sam shared last week. So I want to kind of start this thing with uh, sharing with what happened today. So uh, it was today I was uh, home alone and my wife was off in yoga. And, you know, for those of you guys that don't know me very well, I, you know, live with just my wife and I. Um, and I'm home alone and it was a pretty uh, tiring day at the office. And guys, I'm one of those individuals that have a lot of energy and, you know, I can go for, you know, hours and hours and hours and working and not get tired. Just, you know, for one, I love what I do. But number two, you know, God has gifted me with a lot of energy. And, and of course, every uh, unguarded strength is a double weakness, right? Your, your greatest strength oftentimes is your greatest weakness. And a lot of that energy comes different forms of energy. I think you guys know what I'm kind of referring to. So uh, there I am, home alone. And it's tiring, um, you know, a tiring day from the office. And, you know, it's, I haven't been, uh, haven't had a chance to rest a lot recently. And I had some friends come over. And there were some things that happened that, you know, kind of uh, it got me down a little bit. And I remember sitting down and I remember thinking to myself, you know what would be really nice? Um, some porn. You know, I would love to just watch some porn and forget about all my troubles and, you know, and, and just have... A moment where I just quote unquote enjoy myself. Now, obviously, I didn't because I knew that I was going to be talking about this topic and recording this podcast and and talking about the very topic of pornography. Um, but it made me realize. Uh, it made me realize how easy it is for men, in particular. And it doesn't matter, right? I mean, there's a lot of um, apps and softwares you can download to prevent yourself from indulging in those type of things. But even with all the apps that you have, right? And my brother and I, you know, we have this app called Covenant Eyes that's, you know, on our smartphones so that we don't watch it. But, you know, think about how easily accessible it is, right? I can always just get on another device. I can always, you know, watch it somewhere else, right? I mean, it's just so easy for us to access. Now, having said that, I will tell you that, you know, this is something that I struggle with for years you know i'm 27 years old now i've been dealing with this now for you know probably close to 12 years now um it's been actually probably even more than that when i think about when i first watched it um and it's something that has um changed my life and not for the better Uh, it's affected the way my wife and i have intimacy uh it's affected the way i have relationships with people and I want to kind of share my story and offer a lot of tips, but at the same breath, tell you that I am still uh, struggling. And when I say struggling, guys, you know, I'm talking about, te- you know, being tempted, right? Having to go through temptations, because guess what? Temptations equal struggle. And sure, I can talk about how, you know, I've been free, from, I've been free now for this many long and all this stuff, Um you know, but at the end of the day, I'm still tempted, like you guys just heard, you know, about what happened today. Um, and I still struggle to, you know, quote unquote, resist it. And, you know, um, I, I don't know if I know a single guy who doesn't struggle with this. Um, but I want to start with this quote, and I'm going to share with you guys how this entered my life and some things that have really helped me. Uh, and hopefully this could be a testament to not just, um, you know, how dangerous pornography can be, but more so. Um, how powerful God's grace is and how uh, the power of Jesus can, can free you from a lot of things. So uh, I love this quote. And my, my, one of my best friends, uh, Melvin Johnson, actually is the one who shared this quote with me. But it's that uh, per, not, the problem with pornography is that, uh, it's not that it shows too much of a woman, but it's actually it doesn't show enough. 
because you see a woman naked, you know, typically having sex with a, a stranger in all honesty, right? But we don't see her heart. We don't see her mind. We don't see her dreams, her goals, her pain. And, you know, you guys, I'm sure if you're listening to this episode, have done the research, right? You know that a vast and highly majority, and it's almost unfair, nearly all the girls who have uh, participated in pornography and filming pornography have had some sort of sexual abuse, um, some sort of, of difficulties in the house. You know, a lot of them have issues with their father or the lack of fatherhood in their life, that is. You know, and, and my friend Martin once told me that the promiscuity of a daughter is the direct reflection of the absence of fatherhood, is the direct reflection of how the father was involved in her life, in that individual's life. Um, so that's the problem, guys, right? The problem with pornography is that it, it doesn't show too much of the one, but it doesn't show enough. And we forget, we forget that you know, the individual, as cliche as this is, right? The individual who's quote-unquote performing is somebody's daughter, it's somebody's niece. Um, so the way I got introduced to pornography, um, and I'm gonna be very honest, it's, it's, it's very hard and it's very weird and difficult for me to share because usually when I do podcasts or um, I, I do these type of things, it's usually on something related to finance or business where I'm teaching and there's a, a bit of a wall. Uh, well, that wall is, is coming down right now, right? It's being torn down actually. And my journey with pornography began when I was in fifth grade. And I remember my brother and I, we were living in a house in a place called Streamwood, Illinois, and we had a neighbor. And that neighbor was, uh, you know, we had a Mexican family live next door, and this guy, his name was Enrique, and he was in the seventh grade. And you know, when you're in the fifth grade, seventh grade is like, whoa, right, you are old, man. And I remember we had a computer in my parents' bedroom, and perhaps they did that intentionally, you know, knowing in hindsight. Um, my parents were away. My dad's a pastor. He was at the church. My mom was at work teaching piano. And, you know, it was me, my brother, Enrique, and a couple of his younger brothers. And he goes, hey, I got to show you something. And so we all go to my parents' room, and we turn on the computer, and he starts showing me this film. And at first, it was two adults. You know, they were hugging, and they were kissing, and I'm just like, ew, right? It's like the movies. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, they started taking their clothes off. And I started getting a little confused. And I saw things that I'd never seen before. It was the first time I ever saw a woman naked, like ever, right? I actually didn't even see my mom naked growing up. But it was the first time I saw a woman naked. And I remember being extremely confused. Um, and they started doing things that I had no idea about. And all I remember is there was something that I felt at the time. Um, being in the fifth grade. And, you know, when you're in the fifth grade, you're, what, 10 years old around that time? And uh, I remember feeling things I've never felt before. Uh, I remember being uh, uncomfortable. And at the same time, I remember being extremely curious. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're a, a parent, particularly a father, um, one of the things that I would recommend is to um, get ahead of the internet. Right, start start talking to your uh, your son or your daughter, right? Because it's very much an issue for women as well. But predominantly, start talking to your son about it early, and and explain um, your perspective, what it is, what it is in the eyes of God, uh, how much pain it causes to a lot of individuals. Because one of the things that my parents did not talk to me about was sex. Um, they never talked to me about pornography. They never talked to me about 
what it means to truly be intimate with a, with a woman. Because at the time uh, of me watching pornography and indulging in it, and I'm going to share some details on how deeply my addiction to pornography went, and I, I call it an addiction, um, how, how deeply it went. Um, you know, my parents were at the same, were not talking to me about it. I, I was so curious and I was watching pornography for as much of a reason of being curious as much as it felt good. And um, I later learned in hindsight that the porn addiction was actually the byproduct of my loneliness, uh, of the lack of intimacy in my life. Um, my parents and I actually hardly ever talked. I, I, I remember my dad and I having, you know, I remember two or three conversations, you know, not any more than that. Um, I never heard my dad tell me that he loves me. And I'm not saying these things because it's like, oh, poor Daniel and all these things and the right. But yeah, it's it just it showed right. My addiction to pornography was a direct byproduct of my loneliness and my lack of intimacy in my life and the lack of relationship and guidance. Um, so, yeah, fifth grade, it's, it's where it started. And I remember being curious and it led me fast forward to me being a sophomore in high school, a freshman or sophomore in high school, I was 14 at the time, and it was during the summer, and my brother uh, was was away, you know, he was, I believe, he uh, he was at a sports camp or something like that, and, uh, you know, I played basketball, which is a winter sport, my brother played one season of football, and, you know, between me and you, he didn't do so hot, but, you know, that's neither here nor there, but I believe he was at football camp, and I knew he wasn't coming back for another, like, three hours, my mom was teaching piano. I knew she wouldn't be back for another four hours. My dad was at church. I knew he wouldn't be back for another three hours. Um, and so, you know, there I was. I went to the basement, which the basement had a computer, and I just got super curious. And I remember just typing boobs.com just because of my curiosity. Um, and I remember at the time, now that I was a little older, I was four years older, I was 14, not 10, I remember... Um, seeing these things and just being really interested. All I remember is I liked what I saw. Uh, and I remember just thinking um, at the time, all I knew was I wanted more. I, I wanted to see more. Um, and I, I you know, probably saw you know, porn for about 30 minutes. And uh, it was interesting. And it was just one of those things where you know, I just wanted more and more and more. And by the time I was 17 years old, uh, I would stay up till 4 a.m. in the morning, almost every night during summer break, you know, indulging in pornography. And I would go as far as to, you know, put a towel down on my, you know, on my door so that my parents, you know, thought I was still sleeping, even though you can still see the light on the other three sides of the door. Um, I would go as far as doing that and, and sleeping at 4 a.m. and not waking up till noon and and, you know, just completely disrupting and sacrificing my lifestyle for something that would never give me anything. And ultimately, um, it I was engulfed in sin, you know, because it's adultery, right? Let's just call it what it is. Pornography is adultery. And my favorite definition of sin uh, is that you are taking something that God wanted to give you as a gift in the first place, which is absolutely true, right? What God wanted to gift me and what he has gifted me was intimacy with the woman, intimacy with my wife, being able to have sex with my wife and, and, and have that sex be a uh, byproduct of our spiritual, emotional, and personal intimacy being expressed in physical intimacy. That was the gift that God wanted to give me. And instead, 
um, I wanted to try and duplicate that by watching films, by seeing pixels on a screen. Um, so I'll, I'll be very honest, right? I mean, I have friends today, including myself, who still struggle with it. I still get tempted probably multiple times a day, uh, not just daily, but multiple times a day. And I'll kind of shift this podcast towards, you know, what are the things that have, that have helped me? Um, one of the things that, and by far the thing that has helped me the most was uh, talking to other guys about it. Um, and it's actually a com- and creating a community around it. Um, I have a friend of mine who's also one of my best friends. His name is Daniel as well. And, you know, porn is also something that he's struggled with. And, you know, we did this 30-day challenge, right? Where we said, we're for 30 days. We're not going to do it. We're going to hold each other accountable. And we actually did that recently. And, and, you know, praise God, we went through all 30 days. And, um, you know, we, we continue to go strong and whatnot. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's working great so far, at least, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll be honest. I had a couple of hiccups, but, you know, it's, it's going strong so far. Um, and that was by far one of the best things that have happened. And, you know, my friend Andy uh, says it beautifully, right? Um, it's like porn is like a bowl of cereal, right? I know, weird metaphor. But it's like a bowl of cereal. And when you connect with God's heart as much as you can, and you simply ask, right? A lot of people ask me, you know, Daniel, how do you connect with God's heart? Well, you ask, right? God will definitely know on how to connect with God much better than, you know, a guy named Daniel Clock. Um, so connect with God's heart. And just ask him, like, hey, can you give me your heart? Um, can you help me? Can you can you shape me? Can you mold me? Uh, can you make your spirit more of a presence in my life? And what happens is it's like pouring milk in that cereal, right? It's constantly pouring milk. And as you pour the milk, you know, bits of pieces of cereal begins to fall out. And granted, even if you pour, you know, as much milk, like there, there's still pieces of cereal stuck to the bowl here and there. Um, but I think accepting God and accepting Jesus as your Savior and surrendering and dying to yourself, um, a part of that means that you are not perfect. A part of that means that you are done trying to impress God, that you are done trying to perform, that you are done acting like everything's fine, but actually recognizing that you are, and myself included, is a, are completely uh, a mess, right? We are all a hot mess. As a matter of fact, Jesus says it, right? Um, the individual, the tax collector who approaches the presence of God, kneels down, you know, put, don't, doesn't even put his face up and pounds his chest, you know, pretty much screaming, Lord, forgive me for I am a sinner. Um, and I, recording this podcast, come before you saying the exact same message. You know, I am a hot absolute mess um, and I need God's spirit you know more and as much as anybody in the world so again these are a couple of thoughts that um, are popping into my mind right now as I record this and you know this is crazy you know I mean I, I, I lead worship for a kid a church camp not a kids camp uh, but for a youth camp um, every summer uh, and I have yet every summer every single you know every single time there's at least five or ten um, young teenage boy or man, right, who comes up to me and tells me about their struggle with pornography. And it's tough. It, it absolutely is really, really tough. But the last thing that you can do um, is to not tell somebody about it. You know, I think one of the best ways to help with this is obviously to build community. Be intentional about it um, because it really is an addiction, in my opinion. And it's something that's going to really 
um, hurt. And you know, one of the things that, that scares me, and I'll close with this thought, is that somebody says something along the lines of, we don't even know the, to the full extent the dangers of pornography because the internet was literally invented or the, the, the popularity and the easily accessibleness of pornography was just created 15 years ago, 15 to 20 years ago. Um, so those individuals, my generation actually, right? My generation is, is kind of the first generation to be really engulfed in the version of the internet that exists today. Um, and it's crazy, right? It's absolutely crazy. Those who are 50 and 60, they have no idea what it means to be a 15-year-old boy with a smartphone and you could literally look up any pornograph- porno- pornographic film you want. And what's scary to me is what individuals in my age who have been addicted to pornography and continue to be addicted to pornography and indulge in it, what the consequences will be when they turn 50 and 60 years old. Um, and for me, that's what's so scary to me, man. Um, and and that's, it's scary, but it also points to our desire and our need for a Savior, our need for Jesus. So, you know, whether you follow Jesus or not, um, you know, this is a problem. This is something that's going to cause damage to your relationship. And what's crazy about it, it's becoming more and more acceptable to watch porn. I mean, parents are now, incur- we live in a time where parents encourage their kids to watch porn. Um, and, you know, for me, it's just lazy parenting, right? But hey, I'm not a parent. What can I say? Uh, but it's just, for, for, for me, really scary. And it's scary to what's being accepted as normal now, which is um, more of the need, right? More of the need as to why we should have community around this. So with that said, guys, thank you. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.